What happens if you don't like your family or your spouse's family, and yet you want your children to have a relationship with them, but every time you seem to engage with them, it triggers you or your spouse into being the worst versions of yourself and many fights ensue? What do you do? That's one question that we try to answer. The second question is from someone who quotes a character in one of my favorite movies about what happens when you're a teenager and you don't want to be an athlete, but your parents want you to be one. What does that conversation look like? This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, today I want to start out with a question from Caroline in Pittsburgh. If you were to have a question, please feel free to write in to info at joemartino.com, info at joemartino.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. That is a multi-user company account, and I might not uh, get it if you don't. I do want to let you know about two new ways that you can listen to the podcast. Uh, you can share this with your friends, or if you're listening in a player that you don't prefer, you can now go to joemartino.com forward slash podcast and listen directly from that website. Uh, my hosting company or my host site has a plugin that goes directly into the blog, and you can listen from there. We are also now on Spotify. If you are a Spotify user and you prefer to uh, listen to your podcast in Spotify, I am on Spotify. Uh, took a little bit of process. They have a little bit more of a complicated process than some of the other places where we have found ourselves. Uh, but I think we should be good to go. If you have a preferred player that I'm not on, let me know. If you have a friend that's like, oh, I'd listen to it, but he's not on my blah, 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 let me know. Just shoot me an email. You can reach me at the joemartino.com forward slash podcast webpage. Whatever works best for you, you can reach me that way. Uh, as long as we connect, I'll be happy. I will do everything I can to try to put the podcast onto that show. Okay, Caroline from Pittsburgh writes, what if, this is in regards to podcast 63, you don't have to like everyone. What if you dislike your family and your spouse's family? What if the only thing you have in common is that you're related and share the past, but you want to do things with them now in order for your children to have a relationship with them? What if you also wish you fit in with the family more, even if you don't, and every time you get together, you and or your spouse are triggered by the fact that you don't fit in. It causes a lot of stress and you become the worst version of yourself over and over. You would probably say that's engaging in unhealthy behavior, but what if the what if the higher calling you're holding out for is hope that your children have the opportunity to develop meaningful relationships with people with whom you've shared so much in life and maybe someday your family will give you the acceptance you've always wanted. Caroline in Pittsburgh. First of all, Caroline, go Steelers. Uh that is a really difficult situation. There's a lot there. And to be honest, we may end up taking up this whole episode just answering this question because I have a feeling there's a lot of people out there that can relate to the situation she finds herself in, which is, hey, I don't like my family. I don't like my spouse's family. But I want my kids to have a relationship with them. I don't feel like I fit in. She doesn't say this, but you know, maybe I feel awkward. When I hang out with family members, it goes a little sideways or a lot sideways. What do we do? 
because we want our kids to have a relationship with them, but we don't fit in or I don't fit in, and that consistently seems to lead to trouble between my spouse and I. Caroline, it it sounds like that's a very difficult situation. I have a feeling a lot of people can resonate with you in this place that you're in of pain. You want to fit in. You don't feel like you fit in. And and I'd have a lot of questions. Unfortunately, I'm not going to have a lot of answers for you, but I do have a lot of questions. Uh, Here would be my very first question. I'm just going to take it kind of in the order that you wrote your email. Um. You write, what if the only thing you have in common is that you're related and share the past, but you want to do things with them now in order for your children to have a relationship with them? I guess my question would be, do you want your children to have a relationship with them because they're good people or because there's a story in your head that your children should fit in with them? That if your children fit in with them, somehow you will get your wish to fit in with your family so your children has a good relationship with them, and now you'll get to fit in with them. Somehow you're hoping that your children being part of that gang will let you feel like you're part of that gang. Which if that the answer to that is yes, I totally get that. I think it's normal. You are right, though. I'm not sure I think it's healthy. And I obviously don't have enough information to, to make it, you know, even much of a statement one way or another on that. But there are some things to consider if you don't get along with them, why don't you get along with them? Do you not get along with them because you're just different? Like they love Trump and you love Bernie or they love Bernie and you love Trump or they love Bernie and Trump and you're somewhere in the middle. I don't know. You know, is it politics? Is it religion and and they're at an extreme or they feel you're in an extreme? Family stress is one of the things that many, many people wrestle with because as you walk through that stress, there's also the narrative of this is my family. I'm supposed to get along with them. Uh, Do you have special circumstances? You or your spouse or your children, do you have special circumstances that your family doesn't understand? I know of a family that has a, a, a child with Down syndrome and not all of the family members understand all that comes along with Down syndrome. I know of a family where one of the spouses is autistic and not all of these family members understand how autism presents itself, how that looks in adults. And they're not very, in my opinion, I've never met them, but they're not very good people that I would want my kids to be friends with. And I know that a lot of times there's a story in our head about how our kids have to grow up with these great stories about their cousins and their aunts and their uncles and how their aunts and their uncles were awesome and their cousins were awesome and all of these things. You know, we played in this idyllic pond with our cousins in the fall or every summer. And that isn't, that is the exception, not the rule. So you have to kind of, first of all, decide why do you dislike your family and your spouse's family? Is your spouse in agreement with you on those things? Is it just personal preference things? I talk to a lot of people who they get stuck with. I just don't really care for my family. If I lived next door to my family and we weren't related, I wouldn't be friends with them. Not because I think they're bad people, but just because I don't care about them. And this is where things get much trickier, I think. And and they get trickier here because people start chasing what they think should be as opposed to chasing health. Instead of chasing what is healthy here, they chase what they think should be going on in their life, their relationship. And it creates a distress for them that is really hard to quantify 
Because no matter what happens, they're like, I just, I'm not going to be in a healthy relationship with these people because they're not healthy. And I want a healthy relationship, i.e. I want to be accepted for who I am because they're not healthy. In other words, if the person you're trying to be in relationship with isn't healthy, you can wish and hope all day long, but it isn't going to actually change the fact that they're not healthy. And you probably are going to have to create really strong boundaries around that. Now, some people, when that, when I say they're going to have to create really strong boundaries around that, what they hear is I'm going to have to cut them out of my life. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have to cut them out of your life necessarily. And I certainly don't have enough information for you. Uh, but I do think that you probably need some boundaries and you're going to have to engage in some conversations with your spouse when you're not with your family so that you can have uh, some expectations set up. And the expectations would be for you and your spouse, not for your family members. In fact, I would suggest that one of the things that you have to do is once your boundaries are set, you're going to have to go into these interactions with zero expectations. And, And here's what I mean. When I read your email, you wrote, what if you also wish you fit in with the family even if you don't? I would say you can keep wishing and hoping, and I think that's a a noble goal, but you have to brutally accept what is, uh, and you have to accept that you don't feel that you fit in. I have all sorts of questions. Why do you not feel like you fit in? Is it something they're saying or not saying? Is it something they're doing or not doing? Or is it more you have an expectation of what it means to fit in, and it's more the narrative in your head that's running as opposed to the narrative in uh of actually what's actually happening in other words do you have to tolerate the distress of it doesn't look exactly like you thought it would in your head and i honestly have no idea what the answer is to these questions i i don't want you this is always a little dangerous i don't want you to read them or hear them and read into them that i'm suggesting one way or the other but i think these would be good jump off questions for you to consider you know, okay, like, are you doing something that you think, okay, this thing will be the thing that causes them to accept me? That's having an expectation for them that's almost always going to go badly for you. One of the best things you can do is just have zero expectations outside of the boundaries. And those boundaries should be things like they have to talk kindly to me, they have to be nice. Or maybe the expectation is I just, I want a relationship with these people. And so I'm going to stay in limited contact. I'm going to have an exit plan. I'm going to have a very defined time frame that I'm hanging out with them. And it's only going to go so far because the next part of your email, you stated, uh, and every time you get together, you and or your spouse are triggered by the fact that you don't fit in. It causes a lot of stress and you become the worst version of yourself. And here's the phrase that would concern me over and over. You know, the old adage is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And so you've articulated what you want. You're you're holding out, you call it your higher calling. What you want is that your children will have the opportunity to develop meaningful relationships with these people who you've shared so much with in life. But what have you shared with in life? Is it childhood stuff? Is it adult stuff? Do they not like your spouse? Do they not like you? Do they not like your children? I don't know what it is. Are they just in a place of life where they're not healthy and they're mean? 
and, and here's where the expectations for you and your spouse come in. You're going to have to talk through, okay, look, we're going to go hang out with so and such and such family. And here's a question that I don't know. Does, you, does your husband, uh, your, your spouse, does he agree with you that your family isn't accepting? Does he agree with you that his family isn't accepting? Is he bothered by it? Most of the time, these fights aren't about what's going on. It's about what you believe what's going on means and how you should respond. So the two of you have to have a conversation. What's our philosophy here? What's our, our, our responsibility? You know, okay, so we want to have this uh, relationship. We want to try to have this relationship with these people so that our children can have a relationship with them. So that little, you know, Chloe and little Carter and little Steven whatever, I don't know your kids' names, obviously, but, but that they can have a relationship with our families. Why? What, what does that mean, that they can have a relationship with them? Do you want a meaningful relationship with them? What does that mean? How old are your children? How old is your family? What's the likelihood that they're going to have a meaningful relationship? And this is why I come back to that part, and it was in the episode where we talked about you don't have to like everybody, if they lived next door to you, would you want your kids to have a relationship with them? And you weren't family. They just lived next door. They, they lived in the house next door. Would you, would you want to sit on the front porch and have them sit on their front porch and chit-chat across the driveway so that your kids could be friends with them? If the answer to that is no, then why do you want them to have a relationship beyond something that is very cursory currently? And what I mean by cursory is it might have to be very... Uh, not level. It might have to be somewhat what some would consider shallow. Shallow would be a better word there. Because if it goes much beyond that, feelings get hurt. Uh, mean things are said. Inappropriate things are said. And now you have to back off of that and engage in a relationship where you offer the peace branch. Like, hey, we want to be in a relationship with you, but there are ground rules for how we can interact. And if you can't, then we can't interact. Now, this gets really tricky if let's say it's you and you're like, okay, I'm willing to do that, but my husband isn't. Then you might have to say to your husband, okay, then I can't go to the family event. And I know we're way down a path here and I don't have enough information. But but one of the things that you have to define in this conversation with your husband is what do we expect from our families and why? And do we have any reasonable expectation that what we expect, any reasonable hope, any reason to believe that it will actually happen. Because like toxicity, wow, imagine if I could talk. Toxicity doesn't know family lines. It's not like, oh, well, they're part of my family, so they're not toxic. That's, that's the furthest from the truth. And what I see a lot is people try to chase down approval from family members they try to chase down fitting in and it's never coming i don't mean to be rude here but this isn't a session so i get to say things a little bit more directly than i do in session and it's just not coming i've watched people lose hundreds of pounds of weight thinking that would be the time that their family decided that they loved them thinking that they were fat so their family didn't love them when in reality their family didn't love them properly so they soothed that pain with food and that's how they got heavy and, and it, hopefully you see the difference there and so losing the weight didn't change how their family treated them i've seen people chase careers like i once i get once i become the ceo once i own my own business 
once I own this car, once I own a cottage on the lake, uh, in Pittsburgh, they probably don't have a lot of those. Here in Michigan, we're very close to the lake, of course, and a cottage on the lake. You know, once I have a house, it is a big deal. <laughs> once I have a cottage on the lake, that's a big deal. And my family will love me. And I've actually had clients say that to me. And, and the reality is it doesn't happen. Your family is where they're at. So is your family. So after you decide what do we want from our family and why, is your family healthy? Like what's the cause of this rift? Why are you and your husband repeatedly getting triggered and set off after these interactions and why do you keep going back into them by my asking why i'm not saying you shouldn't i'm just saying i think you need to know the why that's a very important question to ask as you lean into this problem and how you decide to try to solve it you you know because sometimes it's the husband doesn't feel like he fits in and the wife doesn't feel like she fits in but the wife uh, voices that she doesn't feel like she fits in. And so the husband gets mad because her voicing it makes his more real or vice versa. I don't care which spouse you pick there. So let's say Jim is married to Kathy and Jim doesn't feel like he fits in with his family and Kathy doesn't feel like she fits in with his family. But Kathy voices it. And by voicing it, what Jim hears is some sort of you're failing accusation. You're, you're not living up to the standards that you should be accusation. And so this spins them out and then they fight. Or sometimes maybe Kathy says, hey, I don't feel like I fit in. And Jim doesn't feel like Kathy fits in with anybody. Well, then Jim and Kathy are going to have to have a conversation about that and what it means. And they would probably benefit by talking to a third person uh, to kind of run those feelings down, run those concerns down. The question always becomes, why? So you want to fit in. Why? Well, I want my kids to have a relationship with these people. But why? Because you don't have a relationship with them. And why do you think that you going back into the grizzle, so to speak, going back into the fight is going to suddenly create an opportunity for your kids to have a relationship with these people that you don't have a relationship with? Which, by the way, another why, why don't you have a relationship with them? I covered that earlier. And then the question becomes, why do you get spun out? What is it that you're arguing about? Because triggering is, is not a new event. We've been studying this for a long time. And triggering is another way to say I get angry. And that's a secondary emotion. Something happens before the trigger goes off. Right? If you think about dominoes, you set them all up, you tip that first one over, that's the trigger. But just sitting there by itself, it doesn't go off until I take my finger and knock it over. And now I've triggered the dominoes, and they're going off, and they're all falling down. What is it that's triggering you? Here's the question to ask your husband and to ask yourself and then have a conversation about. What is it that we're afraid of? Are we afraid that we're never going to fit in with our families? Are we afraid... That it's us. And is it us? And you can look at that. Maybe it is you. Maybe there's something you're doing that you could change. Certainly I've had that happen too with, with people sitting in the room. They're like, I don't get along with my family. I'm like, well, why? And I, you know, after listening, I'd point out, well, maybe your family can't win. And that's not a helpful place for you to be or for them to be. So unfortunately, I, I just have a lot more questions for you, Caroline. The first one being starting and ending with why. 
why do you want to fit in? And I know that one's like, well, no, duh, they're my family. Yeah, but okay, why do you think it's possible then? Well, they have other friends. Okay, but are they healthy with those friends? In other words, if you're demanding a healthy relationship, which quite honestly, I think you should, my assumption is there's going to be a lot of people that you have varying degrees of, of healthy relationship with. Why don't you fit in? Is it just a feeling that you have? Sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes we just feel like we don't fit in because of the narrative in our head. But in reality, we do fit in and, and everything's fine. Or it's just as good as it's going to get. And this is where it comes down to no expectations on them. I don't have expectations on how they're going to respond to the dish that I bring. I don't have expectations on how they're going to respond to the weight I just lost. I don't have expectations on how they're going to respond to the new job that I just got. I don't have expectations on how they're going to respond to the new car I just bought or the new position or the new business that I opened or whatever the story is. I have zero expectations on how they're going to respond. Because the, the point of the you don't have to like everybody is once you get away from moral reasons, like I don't like them because I think they're bent on doing bad things, right? That's the moral reason to not like someone. It can be very freeing. I don't like them just because we don't, we don't have the same interest. And yet in that, I could still be friends with them. I can still interact with them. I could still go to a picnic with them and sit and talk and... I could practice maybe good mirroring skills and, and try to listen to what, what it is they like and, and ask good mirroring skills, good active listening. But if every time I interact with them, I'm walking out and being triggered, I've got really hard questions. Why am I being triggered? What are they doing that's triggering? Is it me or is it them? If it's me, then I could try to change it. If it's them, there's nothing I can do to change it. I have to live in that tension. One of the more difficult realities of life is facing the fact that to some extent life is about managing disappointment and and some heartache, some heartbreak. And so as you lean into that, what are you going to do? Caroline, I appreciate the question. Thank you so much for writing in, uh, for listening. Um, I hope that I have given you some food for thought, some more questions to chew on. Uh, this is a, a, a situation that I think many, many people relate to. I don't feel like I like my spouse's family. I don't feel like I fit in with them. I don't feel like I like or fit in with my own family. And yet I have this crushing story in my head about what this relationship should look like. And they don't. And so it must be me. Or even if it's not me, I don't know what to do to not be stuck. And the hard part is, is you, there might be nothing you can do to not be stuck because a relationship requires two people. It always requires two people. And if you're the only one doing work to change it, it won't get unstuck. So the only thing you can do is decide, am I going to keep investing in this relationship? And a lot of times, I, I worked with a guy one time who he, he had a situation with his dad that was decades in the making. And he, as he embraced it, a lot of his friends were like, just cut your dad out. And he came to me. He's like, I just don't feel I can do that. I was like, okay, fine. What can you do? And so he, he set it up so that he interacted with his dad uh, for an hour and a half to two hours maximum every other week, twice a month, for like four years. And, and, and you know, he'd come back in and we'd kind of work it out and we'd process a few things and he'd stop coming and then he'd come back in. And then one day things changed. I know of other people that as of yet things haven't changed and they've done that. Because a relationship requires two people. 
always two people. And so if you're the only one making changes, it won't get better. What would concern me for Caroline is the fact that she stated her and her husband are regularly triggered and they're regularly the worst version of themselves. I'm going to guess that that is polite writing for we fight and it's not a good fight. And so then the question becomes, why? What are you afraid of? Because anger is almost always a sign of fear. I want to do one more quick question. Mickey, and I have to put that in air quotes because you signed it for love of the game, Mickey Hart. Mickey Hart is a character in the movie for love of the game. So I'm assuming that isn't your real name. But Mickey writes, dear Joe, I am a freshman in high school. Parenthetical. I think it's pretty cool that a high school freshman listens to my show. Found your show on my mom's podcast player and have listened to a few episodes here and there. Okay, cool. Uh, I do have a question for you. My parents are very stressed with me because I do not, quote, eat with the nutrition of an athlete, end quote. Here's my problem. I don't want to be an athlete the way my parents want me to be an athlete, and that's why I just don't care. They want me to eat. Well, Mickey, we got to talk about your writing structure here for a second. They want me to eat... As an athlete, quote, and then there's quotes around that phrase, as an athlete, which is a bunch of foods that don't have much taste and I don't like. I want to be able to enjoy pizza and hot dogs and hang out with my friends. I enjoy playing sports, but I'm not interested in playing at the level that they want me to. I suggested to them that I might not want to play football this fall, and my dad about had a heart attack, and there was a litter of kittens at his feet uh, pretty quickly. That's actually a pretty funny line. What do I do help? Okay, Mickey, so it sounds like you need to have a conversation with your parents that's going to be difficult to have. And you're going to have to ask them why they, why it's important to you. Do you. Are your grades better when you're in sports? Are you a better human when you're in sports to them? That's something to consider. Uh, what's their concern? Is it that you're not going to play college ball if you skip your freshman year? You know, statistically speaking, you're probably not going to play college ball. Anyhow, I don't know how good you are. Uh, why do you want to quit? Is it because you just don't want to do the hard work? You don't want to lean into it? What's, what is it that's going on? What does it mean that you want to quit? Uh, the eating and the nutrition, what does that mean? Are your parents like against those foods that you want to eat? Are they afraid if they say yes, you'll just eat too much of them? In other words, what are they concerned about? Have, rather than arguing with them, try to have a conversation with them about what it is that they want you to get out of playing sports. And then explain to them what you think getting into sports costs you and why you no longer want to pay that price. Uh, you know, it, it can be difficult. Parents, parents live in constant fear that they're messing their kids up. And I'm sure your parents aren't different from that. Even, even the ones who don't admit it, that act like they're you know, they're, they're, they, they have no concerns. I've yet to meet a parent who just isn't concerned with that. And maybe they're afraid if you quit that you're going to become a quitter. Maybe your dad quit when he was a freshman. Maybe high school was the best years of your dad's life. And he's afraid that you'll regret not playing. I, I don't know. I don't know. But you have to find out. You didn't. There's not a lot of information in this email about like what the argument is about. But you do have to explain to them, hey, I don't want to do it. And then I don't know how your family works. Maybe they make you play. Uh, maybe they don't make you play. Maybe they, you know, they respect your wishes. But the thing of it is, is you want to make an adult-style decision. And I'm going to guess if you're going to be a freshman, you're probably about 13 or 14. And so 
one of the best opportunities that, that you should have as a teenager is to practice having hard adult conversations. And that hard adult conversation is you explaining to your parents what it is that you don't want that football's costing you or sports are costing you. What it is that you want and why you think that's a worthy transaction. In other words, go after more than the surface argument about why you disagree. Try to find out what their fears are, what their hopes are, and, and then talk to them about what your fears and hopes are and how you might address them. I hope that helps. If it doesn't, write me back in. Uh, I'm going to assume that your real name is not Mickey Hart. If it is, write me and tell me, and I want to know why you signed up for Love of the Game. Uh, I, do, I, like, I really like that movie, and so I'm wondering if maybe I know you or, or someone in your family, and if you don't want to let me know that, that's fine too. But I would say the nutrition thing, talk to your parents. I get it. You're 14. You want to have pizza and a hot dog. Eat pizza and a hot dog. Uh and, and work it out with your parents on, on how that goes best for you and for them. Uh, whatever's going on, you, you, your temptation is going to be to focus on the disagreement. And what I would like to see you do is move yourself away from the disagreement to a deeper conversation about what's going on inside of mom and dad. What's going on inside of Mickey? And how does that work? Do you want to give up all sports or just football? I'm going to guess you like baseball. Do you want to just focus on baseball and talk to them about that? I personally think, and I think the evidence is overwhelming, it would be bad for you to specialize. So like, if you're like, look, I don't want to play football because I just want to focus on baseball, I think that's a bad idea. But talk to your parents about it. Maybe you don't want to play football so you can just take the fall off. I think that would be a fantastic idea. Taking a little bit of time off to catch your breath is important. I feel like we do a lot uh, of scheduling, over-scheduling kids, and we wonder why we have adults that can't rest. But you're going to have to talk to them about that, and it's going to have to be more than just, I want. You need to form a cogent argument for your parents, and you need to spend some good time listening to them. Uh, I always am a fan of counseling. Maybe you and your family, your parents could go talk to a counselor just for a few sessions about your sports ideas and about their sports ideas and how they might work better for the two of you. Uh, Mickey, I appreciate you writing in. I want to thank every one of you for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I know you could do anything with your time, and I appreciate that you regularly, or maybe this is the only time, the first time that you've given me 30 minutes of your life to hopefully speak some truth into your life that helps you live fully human. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible. <laughs>